welcome to episode 24 of Baki, Defeat. We finally reached it, what our cast of characters have been searching for. Just a taste of this, this whole season. This is the Defeat. And to talk with me about this incredible episode, I've brought back fan favorite, my sister, Catherine. Hello, hello. Welcome to Baki Talkie Celebrity Edition. <laughs> wow. Glad to have you back. I haven't figured out what are good questions to ask now that, like, I've already had you back. Like, I've already asked you the initial questions. Can you think of any good questions to ask yourself? Um, first of all, great interviewing right <laughs> off the start <laughs> here. <laughs> um, questions for me, um, I guess maybe what I remember from the last time. So, Catherine, what do you remember from the last time? Uh, all the way back on, I believe you had episode six. So it's been a while. Yeah, Spec and the Hanayama three mouth dude, they were fighting. Spec died of old age. And then Doyle crashed through a window. Yep. All right. Well, man, Doyle's had quite a journey since then. Well, let's let's go through this episode, and um, I think it has a lot of characters you've never met before, and some familiar faces. So last episode, this episode, like every episode of Baki, picks up right where the last one ended off. Yanagi, the poisoner, was um, laying defeated, basically, in front of Yujiro Hanma, and Mitobe was also there. The stories I've heard over the years, they're all true. The world's strongest is a worthy name. I couldn't care less about any of that bull. That means nothing to me. The only thing I'm interested in hearing out of you is this. Are you willing to accept defeat or are we not quite done yet? Yeah, do you want to just describe? The, the guys, like this dude, he's one of the guys that wanted to be defeated. Yes, the, the guy on the ground is uh, Yanagi, the poisoner. He can poison you with oxygen bunch of, and a bunch of other things. Well, let me start with my perspective going in blind because... What was his name? Yanagi? Yanagi, yeah. Yanagi. So he's kneeling on the ground. He's talking to the big dude. And he's just like, like, we've never met before, but you're so strong. And you're very strong. And goes on like that. It's very chill, very calm. And then they cut to a wide shot and his hand is cut <laughs> off and he's just bleeding out of his hand but it's not like the center of the shot it just wasn't included in the first couple of shots yeah. so suddenly you're like oh his, his his hand's been cut off so i'm i'm assuming the fight has already taken place yes um yeah the and the funny thing was he fought the other guy yujiro just showed up after the the other guy cut off his hand and stabbed him in the leg <laughs> I also want to point out that uh, in a lot of the shots, the blood is not flowing. It's just like a solid mass, like a puddle that's not moving. Well, he just says, the problem is when you have so much blood spurt out whenever you get cut, if it just kept bleeding that much, it would just be comical, you know? Like, <laughs> like it sort of has to be Well, I think the, the intention is that it's supposed to be constantly bleeding. I think they just didn't animate it. Mm. That is true. It does sort of look like it should be moving. <laughs> it's like it's like when you go to like um, I actually don't know if I was gonna say it's like when you go to Body Works. Do you remember that exhibit where with uh, the real human bodies? <laughs> I do remember that exhibit. 
I was gonna say like it's sort of like frozen like they were um but <laughs> I don't want to go down that whole rabbit hole um let let the Baki people make that exhibit Oh my god. Baki figure. They would glue like four guys together to get the muscles of one Baki figure. Oh. Listen, donate my body to that <laughs> when I pass. I want to be part of the Baki Body Works exhibit. Oh my god. I read the worst story. It was this woman whose body was donated to science, like for cancer research or something. But then the foundation sold her body to the government and they just fired a missile at it. <laughs> Can you imagine? I mean, that was a lot of the body works bodies too. Like, So we're on a bit of a tangent here. Um, so yeah, so Yanagi uh, is, you know, bleeding. He's missing a hand. Yujiro Hanma says like, do you admit defeat? And of course, this man whose sole passion in life was tasting defeat. Of course does not admit defeat. Are you willing to accept defeat or are we not quite done yet? <clears throat> Mr. Hanma, you are the world's strongest and without question you are superior in every way. But... Don't say it, you fool. He'll kill you. But the decision as to who won or lost this fight is not yours to make. Um, were you surprised by that? Like, did you think that he was going to give up? No, they, I feel like they never, I never think they're going to go like, you got me. <laughs> like, <laughs> you did it. <laughs> you have like, defeated they, I think, me. I think all of, yeah, all of these fights are going to be <laughs> fights to the death. I don't think there's any other way that they're going to admit defeat. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the, yeah, there's not much else to say about this scene, honestly. Uh, Shibukawa shows up. He made his way through the imaginary door. And then... <laughs> What's that, dude? So... First of all, they're all in this like children's playground, and then some other dude just like shows up. Uh, first off, children's playground is canonically where men go to fight. Um, but <laughs> uh, Shibukawa spent the whole last episode. He knew that coming here would be so dangerous that his mind had created illusions to trick him into not coming to this park, like his mind would create a giant gate but then he could just walk through it because it was an illusion it was a lot of a lot of yeah it was a lot of build-up for him to just show up and do absolutely nothing well it's nice to know that showing up was a personal triumph for him that adds a whole other layer to the scene (laughs) you're right it was it was like a little win for him um but yeah the scene ends with uh yujiro just kicking yanagi in the face um, basically to death. Um, cause this is this was more or less did, the last he, time we see him. <laughs> did he kick his face in half? Like they show his teeth flying out of his face. He had due al- to this kick. He had already sort of gotten his face cut in half with a weight on a chain, but I do think that Yujiro's kick also broke most of his face in half. So, yes, I guess. <laughs> wow. What a way to go. <laughs> yeah. So then, after Yanagi, we go to the final death row inmate who has yet to taste defeat. Living in a cave off of the seaside with some crabs, um, we meet Doyle. So, the last time you met Doyle, he jumped into the classroom. He looks a bit different now. Can you, can you describe <laughs> your, <laughs> what you were thinking when we met Doyle? 
Well, well, I will say I told you I accidentally watched a little bit of the wrong episode before this. Mm -hmm. And Doyle was in that and he had an eye patch. That that was a real big part of that. So now he's talking about his non eye patch eye and just going like I can't see. <laughs> yeah. But from from my other one though, like he seemed very uh agile just leaping into classrooms so i don't know how he ended up in the sea um so so doyle ended up befriending the good guys he became friends with them and they chartered a boat for him to go to the middle east um but then before he the boat could leave the harbor yanagi snuck on board and punched him in the eye with his fist the fist the very fist that was cut off um, because that's actually a poison hand, and it poisoned his eye, making him go blind. That's, it, uh, that's rough. <laughs> it really was rough, because Doyle had, like, a nice redemption arc. Like, he, you know, he, he, he was a death row inmate before. I'm sure he's killed people in the show and before the show. But he, he turned it around. Anyway, uh, the last we saw him, he jumped into the boat. Once you uh, seek defeat, you can't, there's no backseas. You can't then go, oh, never mind. I don't seek defeat anymore. Yeah. To be honest, I think that's probably literal. Like, if you give up on on seeking defeat, have you not found the defeat? Mm. Very deep. <laughs> Very deep stuff. That's from my favorite philosopher, uh, Itagaki. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. So, uh, Mr. Oliver, who I'm sure you probably haven't seen before, apprehends Doyle. Uh, who I don't know how he found him. Like Doyle was literally living in a cave in what I assumed is the middle of nowhere. Good evening to you, Mr. Doyle. How are you doing? And he bear hugs him in to death. It's it's unclear. So he shows up and then he goes, Looks like you're blind, Doyle. And then Doyle is enraged. <laughs> And, like, tries to hit him in the face. And for some reason, it doesn't work. Oh, and then he grabs his, like, head and then looks at him in the eye. Like, I don't I don't understand why Doyle's attack didn't work. Was it because he was blind? I'm sure that played into it. But um, Mr. Oliver is just, he's just built different. Um, he is incredibly strong and... His main form of martial arts is letting people punch him in the face, and then he can do whatever he wants. <laughs> like, is his face invincible? Like, he doesn't, if you hit him in the face, he just doesn't feel it? It would be like if I tried to punch Superman. Doyle's just not on the level where he can do, deal damage to him. It's it's a little bit almost okay. like I mean, he doesn't look. Logic. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't look that much stronger than like any other buff dude in the show well he, he had his like hawaiian shirt on so it's a little he doesn't look as buff as when he's like fighting people um is but... it the mustache that protects him <laughs> the tiny little mustache no it's um it's you know it's his workout routine his neck is incredibly strong we've already learned um and also his arms his waist pecs He's he's the, he's basically the strongest guy around in pure brute force. Well, that's fitting for him to have the final defeat. <laughs> yes. 
So did you did you enjoy the so after Doyle loses, there's a little montage and we get a flashback of all of the death row inmates in their defeats. So I'm I'm sure you would have recognized a speck in, in his aging to a hundred year old man. Um, did you enjoy the other flashback um, <laughs> defeats? Very honored that I was witnessing the the culmination of all of the uh, lead up to this moment to the to the defeat i was surprised it happened about like seven minutes into the episode <laughs> i would have thought that would have been a real like a like end point for an episode but nonetheless it was it was a great little montage 24 episodes of build up and it just ends with doyle in a cave at the six minute mark of the episode it's truly and incredible. they just move right on <laughs> Yeah, it just, what did the narrator say? It was something like, I want to taste defeat. That was their wish. Driven by that overwhelming desire, they had converged on the land of the rising sun, and now their wish had come true. Their wish, they had come to Tokyo to taste defeat, and their wish had come true. <laughs> and then, and then we, uh, we cut to the moon, and then Kozaway's making soup. And, we, yeah, we're, we're done with that. And for four out of the five inmates, like, if you followed the manga, like, they're never mentioned or seen again from that moment on. Well, aren't they all dead? No, none of them are, also. <laughs> Funnily enough. Oh. <laughs> uh, that'll be the end of the season. We get a little bonus episode. Um, I mentioned this before, but so the the Death Row inmate arc finished in the early 2000s, and these characters haven't mattered in about 20 years. But when the anime came out, they asked the author to just write a little special issue saying, what are they up to now? So <laughs> there's a little bonus episode that we're going to get at the end of the season that wasn't in the original story that uh, says what they're up to now. But I, I think the original intention is that... It's Netflix. It's Netflix. They have to have the reunion special. It's like Love is Blind. <laughs> oh my god. Just for the, the listeners, just to recap, because I know this has been this has been six months of um, this journey. Uh, like 24 weeks of plot. Um, so in order, Spec was the first death row inmate to be defeated, of course. We, were always, we all remember how he... But he is, in fact, 97... Next up was Dorian, who uh, was punched so hard he regressed to the mind of a child. Candy. Um, then we had Sikorsky just uh, one episode ago, who had so much sand thrown at him that he gave up. Stop! You win! You win! Just stop hitting me, please! Um, and then in this episode, uh, we had Yanagi, who was hit with a uh, rock, or was kicked in the face by Yujiro. And finally, Doyle, who was given a big hug from Oliver. So, big ups to all of the death row inmates, and uh, <laughs> thanks for their service. I can't wait to catch up with them in the future and see what they're all up to since the since the uh, events of the season neither can i um so catherine up next it's funny because yes this was the culmination but i actually brought you on because i just really wanted to get your reaction to this next scene 
Um, so we get to Kozue and Baki, who we have not seen in about three or four episodes. And yeah, just what, what what's happening? Kozue's made some soup. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's really put her heart into it. Ow, that's hot. And then she goes, Baki, come and get your soup. And Baki... <laughs> Uh, I don't remember if he tries the soup, but he's not eating as much soup as he should. Yeah. So Kozaway's very upset. I think she cried. <laughs> Wait, you're done? Don't you want seconds? Sorry. Don't have much of an appetite. Rocky, what are you talking about? This isn't like you at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I think at first she's like, oh, is the soup bad? And then she's like, wait, Baki, something's wrong. She's really perceptive, eh? Picking up that something might be wrong with Baki. (laughs) Well, I wasn't sure at first because it's been a while since I've seen Baki. And I know uh, recently uh, with Kozue, he's gone through some changes. I wasn't sure if that was related to this or if he's just looking weird but it turns out he is he is being weird because he is uh something's wrong yes so a few episodes back um yanagi before he got his hand cut off slapped baki with his poison hand um it didn't seem to do anything at the time but uh baki is now uh gray he is emaciated um, he just, he, he's, he looks, uh, like he's about to die. And also he's still like super shredded. Like he's like, <laughs> it's amazing. I know it's like later that he like takes the shirt off, but it's like, it's as if he's lost a hundred percent of his fat yeah. and none of his muscle. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he's still as buff as ever. It's just like the. It's like usually you see the outline of like the skeleton when they draw people really skinny, but you see the outline of like all of his buff muscles. It's it's the type of thing where in another show that reveal would people just be going, "He's so shredded, oh my god!" But in this show, it's like <laughs> he needs to be hospitalized. He's lost so much weight. Oh my. Well, god. Well, I also like that he's like a. Kozaway's like Baki we should go to the hospital and then he's like oh okay I guess and then in the next scene he's like passed out at the hospital (laughs) yeah he doesn't know like he doesn't feel like there's anything wrong meanwhile he's just sitting around dying Um, (laughs) I don't know also the fact that like like Baki and Kozaway like they're uh, what is it they had sex a few episodes back but like they like they're in a relationship like how how has it taken this long for Kozway to notice that he has lost this much weight like i don't know i well they hadn't had soup until now <laughs> i see she only she didn't have anything to cry over because like she wanted the soup to go well and it didn't so she like lost it <laughs> What if they what if they went to the doctor and the doctor was just like, he's actually fine. Um he just he told me that he he hasn't been eating your soup and so he, he's just lost fifty pounds over over the last few weeks. 
Honestly, you could just have the exact same scene of Kozue running away from the hospital in tears. It would be the same. You could just reuse that scene. She'd have the same reaction. It's a miracle, in fact, that he's still alive. After eating that horrible soup. <laughs> By the way, before we get to that, did you notice how buff hit the doctor was? No, Nav's got it. I no, okay, I do remember him. I was mainly caught by his hair. Yeah. His hair is quite glorious. So that's very pretty. So that's Kuraha, who is another fighter, and his thing is that because he's a doctor, he knows how to like fight you using the human body. But we've never seen him fight. He just um, he just does a lot of doctor stuff. Yeah, I guess he would be an expert on how to save and how to destroy the human body. <laughs> It's funny that you say that when that's like a direct a direct quote from this season is that doctors and martial artists are two sides of the same coin. <laughs> one of them Amazing. one of them heals the body and the other learns how to destroy <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's it's exactly the same. If that's something that only the martial artist would say, and I don't think a doctor would ever say. Uh, but it's hundred percent true. I, I don't even know if I can explain why I enjoyed it so much, but like probably my favorite 10 seconds of the season was after Baki went to the hospital and it cuts to all of his like friend fighters being like, Baki's in the hospital? Are you sure? Understood. Yes, it's Baki. Which hospital? He's, he's, wait, which, which hospital? Like, Dopo, Retsu, Hanayama, and Katsumi all get the phone call at the same time. Like, oh, and Shibukawa, too. I just, I don't know. I'm happy to see Hanayama again. But I assumed he was, they were going to fight him. Like, I assumed <laughs> they were going to the hospital to beat him up. <laughs> we missed the scene where, I think it's the cop guy that killed Doyle. He oh, yeah, is yeah. able to read like the DNA chart. <laughs> it's a little known it's a little weird thing with Oliver, but he's also like he's like the perfect man. Like he, he has his own library and he's read every book in it. He's a he's a Renaissance man. Wow. I just like the uh the doctor's reaction, being like, I should hire him. <laughs> I think I think he would fit in. I would act on the juxtaposition of those two working together. This little tiny doctor man and Mr. Oliver as his like assistant would be very funny. Also, the other doctor, like Kuraha, had some really great lines this episode. Like just like so blunt, like basically all but saying like, "Sorry, Kozway, he's going to die." Kozway, it's bad. You need to prepare yourself. Isn't there something you can do? His condition is only going to get worse. It's a miracle, in fact, that he's still alive. Like, there's nothing modern medicine can do for Baki. Well, I mean, he's not a normal man, so. <laughs> That's like a quote Wait, out of what can episode. What can normal medicine do? The key word is a normal man. Sure, any normal person takes that kind of beating. It's game over. But the key word there is normal. This was a... This is like a brief callback to Oliver, but I've always enjoyed Mr. Oliver, partially because of the fact that he's like a smart guy. But he honestly seems like 
one of the only characters in the show who has fun in life and who enjoys his job. And that's why I was so happy to meet our secondary or our new character for the episode, um, who is also a guy who seems to enjoy his life. Um, should, should I spoil who it is yet? Do, do, do you think we well, should I don't, name I don't know. It's, it's quite a reveal. What, what I will say is that this new character uh, could compete on claim to fame <laughs> if he wanted to. <laughs> to fame premieres July 11th on ABC. <laughs> the reality show if you're related to someone famous. All right. Yes. We'll, we'll, we'll reveal it when the episode does. Um, we'll, we'll just call him Kozue's friend. So Kozue's, uh, Kozue runs out of the hospital crying and ends up on a bench. <laughs> <laughs> the animation on that run was amazing also. Well, and she keeps her hand in the uh, brushing away her tears position like the whole time like she doesn't actually brush away her tears she just keeps her hand there mm-hmm. <laughs> it's great so also i don't think she says a word this scene like every time he says something to her she just goes i can't stop crying <laughs> i'm sorry i can't stop but he doesn't she doesn't answer any of his questions because is such an amazing character <laughs> but yeah so it goes away it's crying on a bench outside the hospital and uh Cause with his, uh, you know, it's screwed. I'm saying it's his name. It's Muhammad Ali Jr. <laughs> he wanders up to her and says, "Do you think you could give me some directions?" Amazing, just you know, social timing and uh, context awareness. He he realizes that this was the wrong time to ask, and they uh, they talk to each other. Did did you notice any chemistry between the two? Any sparks flying? Well, I mean, Baki's about to die anyway. <laughs> So, Cosway's got to keep her options open. <laughs> a door closes and a window opens, you know? <laughs> yeah, so they, they have a nice conversation. Uh, he gives her a little boxing man, little green boxing man that he has in his pocket as, like, um, uh, a good luck charm, which is usually something I, I love... think that, like, a grown man would give to a child who was going through something tough. Um <laughs> Not so much like... Well, I love that even the the comfort stuffed animal is like a buff dude in short shorts. <laughs> like he's like a green, green... Like he's not like a human. He looks a little bit like a frog, but it's still like a weird comfort item to get some money. He should have just given her a little figurine of himself. <laughs> Here, this is what I use. He I... may as well have. <laughs> Can I just say that... Uh, when when she when he's leaving she's like don't you need this and then he's like i found that i don't need it (laughs) and then he walks away but wait don't you need it thanks that's okay i found that i actually don't anymore yeah why was he carrying it this whole time (laughs) he just doesn't need it he's that good he also went the wrong way and uh, so he's bad with directions so yeah, so it turns out that Muhammad Ali Jr. has come to Tokyo to fight Dave. Come on, Dave, let's call it a day. No way in hell. Um, Dave is a very buff-looking guy who has beaten up every sparring partner he has, but he's waiting for a mysterious fighter to show up, because we at this point in the episode, we don't know it's Muhammad Ali Jr. So this is my favorite part of the episode. His promoter says... Then how come I've never even heard of this guy, Dave? I've been in the fight business for years now. 
I know all the ranked fighters, and if this guy mattered, I'd know him. His name is Muhammad Ali Jr. How can you claim that you know all of the fighters out there, and you're just like, Muhammad Ali Jr.? Who's that? What, what, like, what is, how does that happen? Yo, this guy is like Frankie Jonas on Claim to Fame, which he hosts, and he doesn't know any of the celebrities. <laughs> It's it's very similar. But yeah, and they're not even like it's not like a boxing match. Like they're in like a locker room sort of deal. Like they're just in like a gym that looks like it's in like an office building. Yeah. <laughs> that it, it is an office building, isn't it? It's the take the Take building. Like <laughs> didn't seem like it was like a gym or anything. Well, it does have like a boxing Ring no, yes. in it. Yes, there's but, a box. But the floors there. are like it's like an office tile floor. Maybe maybe Dave is like in accounting and like he's just using the company weight room to uh to fight Muhammad Ali. That's his that's his <laughs> boss who's telling him, Dave, come on, we gotta get back to work. Anyway, yeah, so Muhammad Ali shows up and Muhammad Ali Jr. You're right, Muhammad Ali Jr. <laughs> sorry, shows up. Um I don't think Muhammad Ali would show up in the show that would be insane that would be absolutely ridiculous um by the way by the way if you're wondering how the, how baki got away with this um if you were to read this in the manga it is muhammad ali is spelled a l a i so it's like a lie however they do not pronounce it like that in the show so also it is like the equivalent of saying like this is my own character, President of the United States, Barack Obama. Like, it's, I, I don't think it would hold <laughs> up in the court of law. <laughs> well, but the English wouldn't be, like, the official, what the, like, legal stuff would be based on, maybe. Like, maybe that's how they got away with the pronouncing yeah. stuff. I have no idea how that would work in <laughs> legal stuff. Yeah, no, we'll see. Um, but yeah, Muhammad Ali Jr. Uh, comes out of the... Uh, he comes in, apologizes for being late, because honestly, he's a nice guy. I think he's the most chill guy in the show. So sorry I'm late, Dave. I got lost on the way. It's an honor to meet you, sir. Welcome. I've dreamed of this day. Um, he changes into uh, jeans. Um, jeans, no shirt, and boxing gloves. And then uh, just beats the uh, shit out of Dave. My favorite part is when they're uh, when they're fighting, and the promoter guy goes, "Is this boxing?" <laughs> and, yeah, Muhammad Ali Jr. with the gloves. Is this boxing? <laughs> no. Well, but then at the end he goes, "Boxing, huh?" No. This is much different than boxing. It couldn't be further from boxing. That's or it's something su else entirely. He says something like that. No, yeah. Be honestly, once we get to that plot line, yes. Because in, in, the, in the logic of this show, this is not boxing. Um, even though I would describe it as 100% boxing. But I, I don't want to... I, I think that's a season two plot point. So we'll, we're going to be spending a lot of time with Muhammad Ali Jr. Just as a heads up. <laughs> um, Great. <laughs> oh, it, it is. Oh, there was one other part of this fight that I loved. So this the fight versus Dave, like, nothing that interesting happened. But it, it did take a while. And there was a part where we cut from the hospital 
and it's literally all of Baki's friends in Kozue, and Kiraha comes out and says something like, Baki is going to die. And then it just cuts back to the fight, and it's just got, like, this, like, nice 90s R&B bass line, like, boom, doom, 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 doom. All we can do is pray. He's going to die. Baki's really going to die. Like, <laughs> Muhammad Ali's just dancing around the ring. Like, the tonal whiplash in this episode was amazing. <laughs> you thought, just knowing this show, that Baki was just going to die and then we'd just move on forever. <laughs> like, knows? I can see that happening. <laughs> he might. We, we don't know what's going to happen. Um, and on, on the topic of not knowing what's going to happen next, uh, we jump to a journalist coming up to a mansion. Uh, what did where did you think the episode was going at this point? Um, no, literally no idea. I had no idea who this journalist guy was. Why why he's driving? Like where he's going? Like literally just completely new scene. Yeah, yeah, we've never met this character before, and he drives up to uh, a house, one of probably one of the nicest houses in the world, a, a very. A very odd-looking butler opens the door for him, um, and in yeah, <laughs> previously said that this show was a good show, and I think this scene is uh, <laughs> changing my opinion a little bit. There's a lot of uh, problematic things in this scene. <laughs> well, let's let's let, yeah, let's let's get into that. Um, well, I, I guess probably the first thing is like whose house it is um so if you haven't guessed this is muhammad ali's house the world's greatest invited athlete. a random journalist to <laughs> a random journalist who's just in awe and terror of this man it's him it's really him the 20th century's greatest athlete muhammad ali I will say that the the author has the utmost respect for him in that he will constantly refer to him as the greatest athlete that ever lived. Yes, that that does come across. <laughs> yes. Um, Muhammad Ali is, at this stage in his life, um, has, I assume it's Parkinson's, like in real life. Um, so he's just... He's... Well, it's, it's spelled slightly differently <laughs> for this version of Muhammad Ali. <laughs> like Parkinson's with like two eyes. Parkinson's with a, a Z. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's slightly different. Um, so he's got some drool um coming down his mouth. Um Oh it's like both sides like very exaggerated animation. Like it is not good. <laughs> yeah, it it's it, it's definitely an odd or not odd, but not not the best look for him. Now, this this reporter has come, I assume, there's no, like, breaking news about Muhammad Ali. Um, this is, I assume, just a biopic or a puff piece. Like, he wants to tell a story about uh, Muhammad Ali, the world's greatest athlete. Muhammad Ali, even though when the, the initial shots make it look like he's comatose, um, leads the conversation and decides to ask an inexplicable question um like it what how do i how do i phrase this 
Did I don't you... remember what he asked. Okay, then I'll just say it. He asks, have you ever heard of Yujiro Hanma? Mr. Journalist, I have a question for you. Uh, sure. Well, have you heard of a man named Hanma? Yujiro Hanma. Do you know him? <laughs> like, he asks, like, are you familiar with Baki's dad to this reporter? Oh, see, I wouldn't have known that was Baki's dad. So that's probably why I didn't remember. Yeah. But, like, this is, like... What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's what, that's what me and Mum are going to be diving into uh, next week. Um, spoiler alert. Wait, so, so he <laughs> invited a journalist to his house to get information on Baki's dad? <laughs> No, but that would be even better. Uh, no, he wants to tell the journalist about his experiences with Baki's dad. Okay, all right. It is wild. So he's just—he's got a story. He's got to get out there. Yes. Um. Yeah. It would. It. It would be the equivalent of like the queen bringing like you in right for one of her final interviews, and she's just like, "Have you ever heard of George Clooney?" I've got a, I've got a story about him. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, um, so <laughs> I, can't, I, I can't even sometimes with this show. Um, this, I, I, I might have brought this up earlier, but like, it kills me the fact that Muhammad Ali Jr. exists because, like, Muhammad Ali has a famous child who is a championship level boxer, Layla Ali, who, but the problem is there, I don't think once in this entire 25, 30 year, whatever manga have two women fought each other or one woman fought anybody. So he had to scrap Layla Ali who like, Sounds like a fan fiction character, you know? It's like, oh, the Muhammad Ali's daughter, who's amazing at fighting. So he has to scrap that idea and create Muhammad Ali Jr. to play the same role. I just, I've always found that so ridiculous. You've got to play to your audience. Like, it's, I, I think there would be riots in the street if they were to, to have a woman fighter. What would be the point of that? There wouldn't be any buff dudes. <laughs> that could be her gimmick. She's the woman fighter. She uses her womanly ways. Yeah, I know. The more I think about it, I don't think it'd be handled that well. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, that's that's mostly uh, the episode. There's one little teaser at the end where um, Yujiro This meets... was amazing. You know, you, you know, oh, I, no. You, you walk through the scene. I actually didn't have time to, to rewatch that part. Well, I think I'm talking about a different scene where it's like, Last we saw, Baki was in the hospital, about to die, and then oh. suddenly we're back at uh, at home, and Kozoe is just like, Baki, why did you leave the hospital? And he's just like, It's okay. Okay. This is my battle. You just have to trust me. It, trust me. Baki's not gonna go out that way. He's gonna he's he's refusing the the hospice care. He's gonna die in his own home. As a also at one point he's just like it'll be okay, and then goes away immediately. Is like okay, <laughs> <laughs> like no further questions. <laughs> no further questions, Your Honor. 
So they um, just let him walk out of the hospital. Are you gonna stop Baki? Even sick Baki um, is. Well, there's nothing to do for him there, so why not just let him leave? It was, yeah. To be honest, yeah. What are they gonna say? Like, yeah, it's it. It almost sounded like they just needed the bed. Like they were just like, there's there's nothing we can do for you. Uh, the door is over there. No, that was a good scene. No, I was just going to say there was a, a final scene at the end between Yujiro and Muhammad Ali where we learned that uh, Muhammad Ali Jr.'s name is Muhammad Ali Jr. But we sort of took the gas out of that scene already. I was going to add a clip, but I'm just going to play the whole scene because it's incredibly short. Long time no see, eh, Mr. Ogre? Muhammad Ali Jr., all grown up at last. I was a big fan of your father's. That was a pretty good reveal. There was a lot of twists and turns in this episode. That was that was when when you have a new character show up out of nowhere, you don't think it's going to be Muhammad Ali Jr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it, it it honestly feels like this is episode one of season two. You know, like this is the, the like the it's setting the pieces in place for the whole next arc that's going to happen. Um, like how will Baki clear himself of poison? Will Muhammad Ali Jr. get to date Kozue? What's Yujiro? Will he? <laughs> will he? What? I can't spoil it. Muhammad Ali Jr. has a, such a funny arc. Like he is, he is honestly probably the main character of the next season. Just like the criminals before him. He goes through a roller coaster of an arc before ending in one of the most humiliating and um, anticlimactic ways possible. Um, but that's uh, that's going to be what we, we talk about when I come back from the hiatus. So, Catherine. What will you, the people do without Baki Taki? Suffer, unfortunately. <laughs> it's like it's like we've all tasted defeat. <laughs> the viewers. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, so, Catherine, uh, you've already answered this before. So I'm going to ask you a, a, a slightly different question. Now that you've watched episode six and episode 24, do you think Baki has improved? Like, the show was getting better in that gap? Or do you think the show has regressed? Hmm. I would say overall, like, this episode had a lot like it was kind of like I it's like I got two episodes in one. I got like an ending of a plot line in the beginning of the next one. But mm -hmm. that Muhammad Ali scene was maybe <laughs> one of the worst things I've ever seen. So I would have to say that this episode has regressed. And I think regressed animation back years and years and years. Yeah, that's a that's a fair take. The, the 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 nice thing but about otherwise this episode was quite good. <laughs> lot of lot of lot of fun stuff, yeah. And and the nice thing is we're getting a lot of Muhammad Ali Jr. next season. We're not going to be getting too much of uh, Muhammad Ali. <laughs> he, he he'll he'll come back a little bit though. Um, but yeah yeah, this was a wild episode. Um, <laughs> I, I can barely wrap my head around it. Just a few housekeeping notes. Uh, next episode's going to be a big one. Uh, my mom will be coming on the show for the first time uh, to talk about more Muhammad Ali stuff because um, I know she's a big fan of his. 
Um, and the for the final episode of the season, I'm going to be doing a bit of an award show. So come back next week for the nominations. Uh, we're going to figure out who's the best death row inmate, who's the best voice actor, and so forth and so forth. Um, and who knows? Maybe Is it we'll... going to be a vote? Can <laughs> you vote on the Discord? Oof, yeah, maybe this might be a great opportunity for all of those people who haven't joined the Discord uh, to uh, organically uh, look in the episode description and click that link, and then uh, you can go vote there. <laughs> so, <laughs> great, great plug there, Catherine. Are you in the Discord? <laughs> yes, I am in the Discord uh, because I'm cool. There we go. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all the Baki we've got to talky. Uh, thanks for coming on the episode, Catherine, and I'll see y'all next week. Do, 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 do.